that I can spend time with my family. I'm pretty sure it's the toys and the presents you get. I like that. Putting out my Christmas tree. Presents. Candy canes. I was going to say the presents, but maybe celebrating what happened on, you know, like about like three, two thousand years ago, you know, birth of Jesus and all. To the J, to the O, to the Y. Jingle Bell Rock, Jingle Bell Rock, but I don't know the rest. Fine. Um, you better watch out, you better not cry, you better not fall, I'm telling you why. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle all the way. Oh, the the way. I want those and say, hey. Jingle bells, Batman smells, Robin laid an egg. Feliz Navidad, espero año Valencia. No. Yes. Wait, is church on Christmas? I don't know. We just usually always go to church. Uh, I, I'd probably, I'm gonna say this, but my parents would make me, but um, uh, I just go to church to worship really quick and I'm like, come on, mom, get out. Thanks, Kim. A guy that's fat with a white beard and wears a hat. Guys, it's Jesus' birthday on Christmas. Jesus is our savior and our father. Baby Jesus. Uh, he's God's son and uh, he came to sacrifice himself for us. I'm getting to Easter. I don't know what I'm doing. Christ Savior, our Lord. And He saved us. God, Miriam, and... Oh, come on. Joseph, and... Jenny. Mary and Joseph. Um, Tower? Egypt? Bethlehem? Heaven. In a manger scene. In a steeple. Or something like a middle place where animals and he was in this manger, that's what it is. And with hay. Animals were not allowed to eat the hay. Donkeys, elephants, sharks. Cows, horses. Pigs, rhinos. That's all. Uh, so first, an angel called Mary, that you're going to have a son named Jesus. Mary and Joseph were going to Bethlehem when they were about to have a baby on a donkey. That was pretty weird. I had to walk all the way to Bethlehem with, with a camel and then... When they got there, they had no room. But someone told them that they had shed. So like there was like this little stable, you know, with like the little hay basket and all. And then Jesus was born. And baby Jesus was born. And then angels appear from the sky and two shepherds saw back. People searched everywhere in Bethlehem and, and for castles and Jesus was never in any of them. So they finally went to the stable. And then three wise men brought presents to him and saw a star. Millions of, like, not millions, at least, like, at least, like, five people, like, the wise men, Mary and Joseph, all that, they came and sat there, gave the baby stuff. Gold, and the cloth, and pots, and they celebrated his birth.
for my auntie to come home because she li because she lives in California. That's a choice. A present. It would be a DVD that sings you eat. Eddie and my spaghetti. Uh, for my dad's leg to heal, definitely. But probably the second thing I would wish is that Anki Overdrive thing when you get to go like, like you have the iPad and then like you can play against AI and go pew pew pew. Well, we wish her. Probably the new Nintendo system, if I could. I'll build your own robot I called the voice actor, he told me what to do. I called the voice actor, he told me what to say. He told me, ooh, ee, ooh, uh, uh. So this song might be a little too long for the camera. Merry Christmas. 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 Merry Christmas, y'all. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Well, Merry Christmas. Will you stand and worship with us?
Welcome to Hopevale. Why don't we go ahead, reach across the aisle, mingle a little bit, and wish each other a Merry Christmas. You can go ahead and have a seat. There's this girl named Mary. She loved God and she loved clean stuff up. But one day, an angel appeared. Mary was so surprised and kind of scared. But the angel said, don't be scared, you're going to have a baby. And then Mary said, how can I have a baby? I'm not married. But the angel said, it's all right. The baby will be God's son, Jesus. Mary was supposed to marry a guy named Joseph. She said to him, look, I'm going to have a baby. Joseph was pretty surprised, too, because he didn't know how he could be a dad. But he wanted to take good care of the mom and the baby. 
right before the baby was going to be born. Joseph and Mary had to go on a long trip to a town called Bethlehem. But it was okay, because Joseph made sure that Mary didn't have to walk by herself. But when they got to Bethlehem, it was so full of people. Nobody had roof on them. They tried one place. They didn't get other place. At the last place, the guy started to say no. Then he said, wait, I've got a place for you out back. But you gotta be okay with animals. There weren't even any beds. But it was nice and warm. When Mary had kisses, they wrapped them in cloth. And put them in the animal food dish. No one else knew about Jesus yet. But there were some shepherds just outside of town. And some angels showed up. The shepherds were like, oh no, what's happening? But the angel said, don't be scared. I have something really, really awesome to tell you. God's son Jesus has been born. He's in Bethlehem. He's all wrapped up in a blanket. The shepherds were super excited. So they got everyone together and ran to find Jesus. They were really glad when they found the right place. They were like, is this where Jesus is? And Mary let them come in. And they even got to hold and cuddle the baby. Sometime later, some kings were living far away from baby Jesus. But God sent them a special star. The kings followed the special star a long way. A really long way. A really, really long way. The star showed the kings right where Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus were. They even brought special presents for baby Jesus. Then everybody had a big party. Because they were so glad that God sent baby Jesus. That night was the best night ever. It was the best night ever. It was the best night ever! It was the best night ever. Will you stand again as we through song proclaim joy to the world for our Lord has come.
Joy to the world. Merry Christmas. You can go ahead and have a seat. Uh, I'm Dan Davis, senior pastor here at Hopevale, and it is so great to be able to celebrate Christmas with you, especially those of you who are visiting from out of town. Great to have you here. Uh, in a moment, we're going to continue our worship by taking up our Christmas outreach offering. Now, this is something we started back in 2010, the year we moved into this new facility, when we challenged our church to think differently about Christmas. That instead of getting trapped up in, you know, making about ourselves and consumerism and accumulating as much stuff as possible, that we would spend less on ourselves so that we would have more to give away to those in need. And so we established the Christmas outreach offering with the intention that everything that's given goes to minister to people beyond the four walls of our church, both locally and globally. We like to say 100% for them, not a penny for us. Well, that challenge stuck, and here we are years later, and through the years, at Christmas time, above and beyond people's regular offerings, you have given $665,000 to this fund. It's incredible. Yeah. Now, earlier this month at Hopevale on Sundays, we told some of the stories that happened as a result of this fund over the past year. Stories, uh, people in our own church resourced by this fund and going out and making a difference in the lives of people. In the lives of people like local veterans at our VA hospital. In the lives of expectant moms in need through the ministry of the Old Town Baby Pantry. Making a difference in the lives of homeless men, women, children at the Saginaw City Rescue Mission. Or making a difference in the lives of three sisters with hearing, visual, and speech disabilities, with a week sponsored at a therapy camp at uh, Baycliffe Health Camp. And these stories really just scratch the surface of what we've been able to do, whether right you know, in our own backyard or halfway around the world in the African nation of Zimbabwe. We've been able to fund 90-plus different projects through last year's giving, and it's really exciting to think that what you give today will make a difference in 2017. We really believe through the years that we have experienced the very words of Jesus who says it is more blessed to give than receive. And so that's what we're going to do now. If you are uh, visiting with us, you know, we don't want you to feel put on the spot, right? Our people here have been preparing to give. They, we've talked about this for a few weeks, so we don't want you to feel caught off guard or anything. If you want to participate, that's great but don't feel like you have to. Uh, I should mention, though, for everyone as well, we do have an online giving option that you can access off our website to the Christmas outreach offering that is available through the end of the year. So with that in mind, I'm going to ask that our ushers come forward, and we're going to pray and just continue in worship and pray for this time of worship through giving and that God would use this, receive these gifts, and use them in the lives of other people. Let's pray together. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. And Jesus, when you stepped into our world, the ripples are still felt 2,000 years later that the joy is just as real and just as fresh as it was that first Christmas night. And Lord, really, we give to spread that joy. As those who have experienced it, we want to express it so that your joy, Lord, would be expanded. Because, Lord, um, we just don't want to talk the talk. We, we want to walk the walk. And, Lord, as people who are so blessed, we just turn around and share a portion of what we have so that, indeed, this joy to the world may be spread locally and globally. For everything we say and sing and pray and listen to today, may it be a gift to you, Lord Jesus, for you alone are worthy. We pray in your name. Amen. Shepherds watching from a hill. 
You know, I love that song because it puts us there, right? It puts us there on that first Christmas night and really captures what the Christmas story is all about. There's, there's a part of that song, the lines just so grip me. Bethlehem, through your small door came the hope we've waited for. The world was changed forevermore when love was born. I mean, that's the heart of Christmas, isn't it? The love of God born to us through the Son of God, Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Lord. Well, as we continue to worship, I want to begin this time by having us read through together the original Christmas story as it is found in the Bible, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2. And we're going to do this as a responsive reading. So I'm going to go ahead and have you stand. And what we'll do is I'll start by reading the white-lettered verses, and then you'll respond by reading the colored lettered verses, and then when we get to the end, we'll read the last verse all together. So here we go, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, beginning with verse 8. I'll begin. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. Terrified. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. 
today in the time of David. David has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, great company in the heavenly house appeared with the angels, praising God. Here we go. Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Thank you. Well done. You may be seated. Boy, you have set the bar high for the rest of the services today, haven't you? This is the original Christmas story, the greatest story ever told that today a Savior has been born to us. He is Jesus, he is the Messiah, he is the Christ, he is the Lord. And as Luke goes on to tell us, these same shepherds, they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus who's lying in this manger. And that after they had seen the Christ child, they left. They left to spread the good news to anyone who would listen to them that a Savior had been born for everyone. You know, there are many things that I love about Christmas and watching that uh, kid's video at the beginning of the service and hearing everything they had to say through the eyes of a child and what they were looking forward to with Christmas got me thinking about what are some of my favorite things now as an adult that I appreciate about Christmas. Certainly family is part of it. We have three adult children. They're all home with us this Christmas. That's, you know, near the top of the list for me. But another thing that I really like about the Christmas experience are nativity scenes. Just really like nativity scenes, how a nativity scene visually, tangibly, graphically represents the, the Christmas story in all its simple glory. And so you have Mary, Joseph, this cast of supporting characters, angels, other people, shepherds, right, animals, and they're all gathered together in this rustic Bethlehem stable, and they are staring in wonder before Jesus, who is this helpless infant and yet also is the newborn king. Nothing quite like a good old nativity scene. So as you walked in our lobby today, you have seen our uh, nativity scene, kind of a classic one set up there. Also at night, at least, out at the corner, you can see our lighted up nativity scene as well. Now, if you're from this area, of course, you got to make a pilgrimage out to Bronner's and Frankenmuth, right, where it is like just ginormous, and we try to get out there as a family every year, so I kind of snuck in undercover, and yeah, that's right, that's right before they asked me to leave, right, yeah. And then at home, we have one set up as well. We have different ones, and we, you know, rotated around. This is a close-up of one that kind of lights up. Just really love how it communicates, again, this simple glory of the Christmas story. And again, I wouldn't say I'm like a nativity scene junkie or fanatic or anything like that, but to me, they're a big part of the Christmas experience. And so as someone who, you know, has been around for a while and takes note of these, I I figured I had seen just about every kind of nativity scene out there. That is, until someone from Hopewell forwarded me this a few weeks ago. (laughs) It's called the hipster nativity scene, and it is a modernized version of the nativity scene had it taken place today, right? So closer up here, you've got Mary and Joseph. (laughs) Joseph's taking a selfie. Mary's holding a latte, a peace sign, and you know, that classic duck face, right? Got to do that for the selfie. You've got the three wise men, right? They're riding segways, carrying Amazon Prime boxes, because that's how gifts come these days. You have the shepherd with some animals. He's streaming Netflix on the iPad because, you know, watching over the flocks is kind of a boring job. You've got the sheep as well. And I just love this, right? The irony of a a sheep wearing a knitted wool sweater to keep warm, right? (laughs) And then maybe my favorite, a close-up on the cow. (laughs) 100% organic eating, gluten-free feed. That is so 2016, isn't it, right? Well, needless to say, I bet you've probably never seen a nativity scene like that. And guess what? It's a real thing that you can really buy for $129.99. Although it's the 24th, you know, probably too late this year. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there isn't some kind of last-minute drone delivery that'll come right to your house, right? It's kind of where we live now. 
Well, maybe it's because I enjoy a little humor and satire, but when I first saw this, I could not stop laughing. Thought it was hilarious, all the little clever details. But later on, thinking more about it, I began to have some doubts, right? I wondered how I should really feel about this. Should I, as a Christian, should I, as a pastor, find this funny? Or maybe I should feel offended, right? That maybe it's not so much humorous as it is sacrilegious, you know, making fun of the actual and historical birth of Jesus 2,000 years ago. And so I just set it aside for a while, didn't really pay much attention to it, but as Christmas was getting closer, I started thinking about this hipster nativity scene again, and I found my attitude changing one more time, going from, you know, pretty amused to possibly offended to, to one more place, and that's profoundly grateful. Profoundly grateful. Let me tell you why. You know, something as silly as a hipster nativity scene that depicts life in our world today in 2016, it reminds me that the hope that Jesus came to bring when he first entered our world 2,000 years ago, that hope wasn't just for the people back then. No, Jesus came to bring hope into the here and now for people like us, for people like you and me. He did. And so as much as I love a classic nativity scene, there's a danger of having it something that we just, you know, respect from a distance, thinking that the story just is stuck in the way back when of the past. A story for people who, you know, wore robes rather than jeans. A story that took place in a world that is so distant and different than ours that maybe we wonder whether this ancient story has any relevance for our lives today. Our lives that are part of a much more sophisticated and complicated world in the 21st century. Let me tell you that this story still has relevance. It still does. These past four weeks here at Hopewell, we have celebrated Christmas through a series we entitled Hope is Here. Hope is here that on Christmas Day in the town of David, a Savior was also born to us. Jesus, he is the Messiah, the Christ, the Deliverer, the Rescuer, the Redeemer, the Lord. Who is Jesus? Jesus is anything and everything that you and I really need deep down at the core of our very existence. He came to be that for us. And so the hope that Jesus came to bring, it is just as fresh and powerful and alive today for us as it was back on that starry night in a little town called Bethlehem. Because here's the thing, even though so much of life is vastly different today than it was back then, one thing hasn't changed and that's mankind's desperation before God. Our desperation for God and our need for peace with him. That whether we recognize it or not, it is still there within every one of us, lodged deep into our soul. And so the glory of Christmas is a God who not only just compassionately sees our need, who feels our desperation, our longing for hope, but it's also the story of a God who does something about it. This is how God showed his love among us, the Bible says. He sent his one and only son, Jesus, into the world on Christmas so that we might live through him. Live, really live as God intends it, as the way we were created to experience life, life eternal, life abundant, life forgiven, and the promise of life everlasting in the kingdom of God, both now and forever. And so even though we might think of this story as something that took place long, long ago in a land far, far away, the love that God shows us and the life that he offers us through his son, it is just as real and just as needed today as it was back then. See, Jesus came not just for first century shepherds, he also came for 21st century hipsters who might look brash and confident on the outside, but on the inside feel lost and confused. And maybe that's you. And Jesus came not just for a scared, pregnant, yet faithful teenage girl named Mary, but he also came for men and women who too feel alone and overwhelmed by their circumstances. Maybe that's you this Christmas. 
Jesus came not just for three wise scholars traveling from the east, but he also came for seekers today, for people who are looking everywhere for real answers to life's deepest questions. Maybe that's you. And Jesus came as he grew up, not just to heal poor, outcast Middle Eastern lepers. No, he also came to mend the hearts of modern-day Americans who've been hurt by failed relationships, relationships that they thought were going to fill the emptiness inside them. And maybe that's you. And Jesus, he came. Not just to offer forgiveness to a repentant thief who hung on a cross next to him, but he also came to restore, to repair, to re- reconcile our own relationship with him. A restoration that is ours that we experience through wholehearted faith in Jesus and then sincere confession before God of all the ways we've offended him and wounded others. Maybe that's you, because I know it's me. See, Jesus came for those of us who know we really need him, but he also came for those of us who think we're fine without him. He came for you. He came for me. He came for all of us. The message of Christmas is clear, that because of Jesus, hope is here. It's here right now, and that hope is for you. So don't fall into the trap of just admiring Christmas from afar like some ornate nativity scene, right? No, the hope of Christmas, it's meant to be experienced up close and personal. So this Christmas, open up your heart to the wonder of faith. Bethlehem, through your small door, came the hope we've waited for. The world was changed Our world is changed forevermore when love was born. Mm, Powerful stuff. And so this Christmas, as you think about what it means for you, let me suggest a few things. That for some of us here, this Christmas, we need to take a step toward that hope. The hope we've been waiting for, the hope our hearts are longing for, and find out more about who Jesus wants to be for us. Take a step toward that hope, and we as a church want to help you out with that. We really do, all throughout the year. We have some great stuff planned for January. We'd love for you to be a part of it. We extend our doors wide open for you. And for some of us, we've taken some of those steps in our lives. We've drawn closer to Jesus, but now's the time we need to open up our hearts to that hope, right? To personally trust in this same Jesus as our own Savior and Lord. This Christmas can be that time for you. For some of us then, maybe we've been away from God for a while, right? It's part of our past. We've just kind of walked away. And we need to come back to that hope. And in coming back to experience the grace of God that's waiting for us, the welcoming grace of God, And then for the rest of us, we just need to keep holding on to that hope, right? To hold on to that hope through worship, to hold on to that hope through faithfulness. Sometimes the hardest times of the year to hold on to hope is Christmas. Maybe it brings up a lot of memories, stirs up a lot of emotions. Maybe this is a first Christmas for you, right, of missing someone in your life. You hold on to that hope, and you don't throw it away for some other kind of cheap, counterfeit hope. That wherever we may be in life, now more than ever, in this confusing, chaotic world of ours, we need to know that hope is here. Hope is really here for today. In the town of David, a Savior has been born for all of us. His name is Jesus. Well, as we think about just what that means for us, I'm going to lead us in a time of prayer, and then we'll respond with a couple closing songs of worship. Would you bow your heads with me? In a moment, I'm going to verbally lead us in prayer, but let's just start with a time of silent prayer where you can express whatever is on your heart to the Lord, whatever step or, or word of thanks or cry of help that you need that you would express that to him.
And after that silence, I'll pray for us. God, thank you that you hear the cry of the heart. Thank you that you hear our prayers spoken and unspoken, the ones that are well-worded and the ones that are all mashed together. You hear our hearts. You see our need. And God, thank you that you are a God who doesn't just stand back at a distance, but Christmas is proof that you are willing to enter the mess and to do what it takes to bring us back to you. And God, thank you that with the hundreds that are filling this room right now, you know our stories, you know our needs, you know our hopes, you know our fears. And so God, my my prayer for every one of us is that you would step into those and that we would respond to whatever you want to do in our lives. Thank you that because of Jesus, hope is here. That hope we've been searching for, that hope our hearts have been longing for. It's here because of Jesus, and our world is forever changed. Lord, we worship you this Christmas and pray all this in the name of Jesus Christ, the newborn King and the Prince of Peace. Amen. Oh, cool. 
Under each chair on the right side of the aisle, you'll find a box of these candles. Um, if you could take one and then pass it down, and when you have your candle on the bottom, there's a little black switch to turn it on. Um, when you receive your candle, will you stand up as we close with this old hymn? We'll take a few minutes. And make sure everybody that the, uh, the candles get passed down the aisle. We'll wait. No problem. We want everybody to participate in this. You having a good time today so far? Amen. It's a family day day to think about the birth of Christ. When you when you get your candle and you have it, would you just raise it up so we can kind of see how far down the aisle is? Make sure everybody is kind of almost there. A little bit longer, just a bit. There's a couple rows here that, okay. I think we're good. Okay, let's sing this old carol together. Here we go. Silent
to wrap up our time of worship together here at Hopevale. So glad you could share Christmas with us. A couple announcements before you head out. First of all, I need you to blow out your, turn off your candles. Okay, just lay them on the seats. The ushers will make them available for the next couple services. On your way out, want you to know as well that we have coffee and cookies we'd love to share with you as our gift for you. As you go from here, may you have a blessed and Merry Christmas. God bless you.